Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Welcome into Studio A of our CHG <laughs> offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson of CHGO White Sox Podcast. Welcome in. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know what to say anymore. They're 25 games under 500. Ugh. I missed you. I mean, I could just play the music really loud for an hour. Yeah, do it, do it. Okay, yeah. Oh, we're in the jams now. Just like, like we'll just be shrugging like for 50 minutes. I can't hear the music at all. Oh, oh but I, I got gotcha. you. Um, it's good. Welcome. Okay, we're back low. Okay. okay. We got to well, talk now. Welcome in. That's Lawrence Benedetto. Hi. He's producing us. Uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on X at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. That's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter. Nope. At Ecknerall23. Um, I'm just. Twitter, I, I don't, X, whatever. I don't just call it, it Twitter. Who cares? Just follow. F. I don't know. You know where to follow us. Do I yeah. even need to say it anymore? No. And I don't know. That's Herb Lawrence. Occasionally we get a Cub fan or two, and I've been looking at the Twitter machine, and they're like, well, thanks, White Sox, or nothing. Right. As a White Sox fan, if you have to depend on the White Sox to make you happy, you're going to have a very hurtful life. So, Cub fans, take care of your own goddamn business. If you didn't get smoked up there in Toronto, maybe you would be closer to the Brewers. Hey, now you got the White Sox on your schedule Tuesday and Wednesday. Sweep them. They're an easy team. If you don't sweep them, it's your own fault. Do your own damn work. They've won a decent amount of games. I would like to be in the Cubs position. I, I know, me lie. too, but, you know, I, when Cub fans in my ear well, about White Sox. Like, we're White Sox fans. Who do you think is more disappointed or just, we knew this was going to happen this weekend. Come on now. I, I don't, Do your own I, damn work. I, I know that Cody runs the CHGO Cubs Twitter account, and I'm not, I'm not trying to start, start any beef with oh, anybody. It's Tuesday <sighs> well, and Wednesday. We got That's our World Series. I find it very funny, and you we were about to fight Lawrence before the show. About yeah. beef? Yeah. About What's beef. going on here? Yeah. So you like Johnny's? Yeah, of course I like Johnny's. It's delicious. It's the best beef in Chicagoland. Is Elmwood Park in Chicagoland? It's Chicagoland. Chicago Chicago oh, Chicago. Chicago you know what I said there? I said okay. Chicagoland. And then Herb likes a beef from Wisconsin? No, Correct. it's in Chain of Lakes. It's uh, wherever that city is. Uh, I don't know the city That's that our city. people came in. I forgot what they're called. Bargers? Beef? Delicious. What they brought yeah. in for Adam Hogue I mean, and, the, and the boys at the CHO sure. Bears? Tried one. Up. I was like, man, it's the best beef I've ever tried. But it's not Johnny's. Yeah. It's not Johnny's. I, re- that's, I, I had the beef. It was very kind of them to bring it down. I'm not trying to bash anybody. No it's very good. Um, I, I would pay, you know. Good money if I was on a boat. 5 to 10 to $12, especially if I'm on a boat. I'm on a yeah. boat. 15 oh, bucks yeah. for that beef. Who cares? Um, you know, money is nothing. Uh, that's not true. Uh, anyways. Uh, but that, that's, a, that's kind of a bad take. I mean, Ales no. is better. Portillo's oh, no, better. no, no, no. Pops is better. Do we, I, all the chains are better than, than Barger's. Is Al's a sponsor? No? Yeah, uh, not yet. Al's is dry. I don't like their... It's very dry. No, even if you get it dipped, their meat is very dry. At least the one right by Wrigleyville. <sighs> by oh, Wrigleyville. my God. I never, go ever, ever, yeah, ever, Street's ever right order like right from that there. place because I've done it twice. Beef is Here's too dry. The deal. If you get Al's over on Taylor... 
my issue with it is the beef I think is delicious. It's the the jardinera. They put too many red pepper flakes. To me, jardinera mm. isn't about red pepper flakes, mm. and that's all I get out of there. It's just natural I, heat from the, yeah. the ingredients you put in there. I yeah. like the texture of a of an ale's beef. It, it is kind of clumpy, uh, which I know is is kind of an odd and probably unpleasing way to describe it. But it's 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 if you've eaten a lot of beefs, it's very a unique texture. I like it. I don't know. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm not again. It was very kind of those people to bring in uh, beefs. And again, if I'm, if I want I'm on the lake, hey, let's go. Because uh, I'm not, I'm more than likely never going up there because I don't have a boat <laughs> and I'm not going to be swimming in that lake. So, so you're basically just giving it like the title as best beef, and then you'll just never, never have it again. There so one be for one. elusive chasing. Like this is way off topic. I know you guys came in here and people yes, are listening for White Sox stuff, but you know what? If you're here, we, this is better than White Sox talk. But when I was a kid, there was a place called Godfather's Pizza in the Chicagoland area. I didn't see Godfather's Pizza again until I went to college at Western Illinois. In my mind, Godfather's Pizza was the best pizza of all time because I had it that one time as a child and was bussing. And then when I tried it in college, it's like, man, it's average as hell. Oh, it was uh, terrible. There was yeah. one in Iowa City, not good at all. Yeah, I was like, why, why the hell was I loving this so much? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying barges is like that, but I want that feeling to have the, I want that feeling to for me forever. It's like, man, that one day I had at the CHGO Studios, top notch. And I don't want to ruin that moment ever again. Because if I go there again, if it's not as good or it's wow. a lower than uh, Johnny's or Pertillo's or all the places around, mm. I'll be like, oh man, I got to question everything now. You'll probably honestly get it. And then you'll just drop it in the lake. Like I'll just totally like Charlie Brown. Then you'll probably stumble into the lake yourself like <laughs> do a flip. Unlike Shady Rays, they're not going to give you an extra bar. No, they're not. Barbecue's beef. No. Sunglasses are over there. Um, Anyways, uh, and Alec is saying beef talk over White Sox talk. We appreciate that. Thank you so much, Thanks, Alec. Alec. Now we can uh, talk about beef loafs. It's beef talk is better than that regular White Sox talk too. Mm. Oh, I think he's probably the the top one hundred and eight guy. Wow. Right? Yeah. Like Jesus. Him. Then like Cherizi's right there. Then MSS. They're right lined up right next to each other. Not too far of a separation, but for my money, beef. It's the best. All right. All right. There's your, your 108 rankings. Are you sure you want to put that out there? I'm, this is live. We can't know, go the back. The guys know who I am. All right. Yeah, they know who you are. I now they know how they think you think about them. Yeah. They know where to find you. And I say you even more terrible. They're all great in their own right. <laughs> I don't know, man. MSS, he scared me that one time. I was I was I was there and he was he threatened me and it was very scary. I'm just gonna, I'm never going to I'm not going to talk. He's my favorite. He's he's very tall and very big. He's like I, he wouldn't be You know how we saw Andy Vaughn be just Clouded and shrouded by Aaron Judge. Yeah, I think MSS maybe would be able to like touch his chin. You know, Aaron Judge's chin. Like yeah. I feel like he's what six four, six oh, three. Yeah, yeah. wide. Well, he's a Lana fan too, so I should like him a little bit more than I than I ranked him. But he's good. He's great. But I think he's beef good. Is, is beef does just <laughs> all the things. Um, but if just to go back to the Cubs thing, you know, you ready to fight? Too. He he does have very nice hair. Um, and I. I've, uh, I think for some reason I've always been we had Cherizi on the podcast we did we talked about favorite basis um, I, I didn't have an answer then Mark Sandman of uh, yeah oh, there you of go morphine. Of morphine yeah oh my Whoa. god he's playing two strings there you go shout out shout out Whoa, that's a throwback for me very good I, I'm, I'm I, a big fan I met him at the empty bottle and you they, did? they were not playing a show that night wow so he was just at the bar by himself just ordering a drink and I was like that's Mark Sandman and so I got to go up and have a nice little chat with him. It was one of my all-time favorite moments. Uh, it was, I believe, 1990. 
five because it was Horde Fest, and I had seen Horde Fest in Milwaukee the night before, and Horde Fest was at Tinley Park uh, that Sunday. The World? The World. Amen. The New World, the Old World, whatever Reader world Center. it was. Uh, and it, there was a huge lightning storm at the at uh, in Tinley Park, and so I was asking him about the show, and he was telling me how it was kind of scary, and the power went out, and blah, 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 whatever, but... Yeah, it was very cool. I just got to have a nice chat with Mark Salmon. Rest in peace. Love that guy. Very cool. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you about that after the show. Great. Um, so we could just go into the Cubs thing. The Sox got swept by the Brewers. We're going to be joined Killed. by Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer, um, from the ballpark in a few seconds. Uh, you can follow him on X at Vinny Duber. I just noticed something before I get into the Cubs thing. We're going on a lot of tangents. There might not be some White Sox talk until Vinny is able to put us on the tracks. We're, I, we did not call each other Herb. We're both wearing MLB team hats with A's on them. Yes. And I just realized that. I'm wearing the old Diamondbacks and one. You're neither of it is one. the A's. N- n- yeah. Neither of them are the Athletics. Yeah, I got the Braves hat from where I went there last September, and you got the Diamondbacks hat because it nicely matches your shirt, too. It, well, I picked the shirt out because of the hat because they, they wore these on Saturday, mm. the, the throwback 90s hat, um, and, and Mercy. I mean, those are just beautiful. They are beautiful. Why, why is that? And Zach Allen even tweeted, uh, why is that not the... Uh, well, they're, they're permanent. Jerseys. Arizona teams seem to change their uniforms every five seconds. The Suns can't depend on anything. The Whatever the Coyote are, they keep on changing their damn uniforms. Yeah, so even probably the Mercury changes every five seconds. But, yeah, those are the golden era of Arizona Diamondbacks uniforms. I love those. The, the Luis Gonzalez is as they were. Yes, yeah. I, I would say maybe Randy Johnson. But yeah, he's all right. He's all right. The Byung-Hun Kim. The, the Byung-Hun Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Tony Womax. Yes. Ooh, yes, yeah. yes. The uh, Royce Claytons. All right. And Mark Grace? Mark Grace. Um, all right. Let's go to the Cubs real quick. So okay. the Sox got swept by the Brewers. All the Cubs fans are like, yada, yada, yada. And I, I find it very funny that, and again, Cody's running the CHGO Cubs account, but they're tweeting on Friday during the sixth inning when Aaron Bummer is uh, facing William Contreras with the bases loaded, and Contreras hits one kind of in front of Bummer and in front of Moncada, and Bummer flips it home and over the catcher. And it was goes an away amazing White Sox play. It was a very classic standard, White yeah. Sox play. And, and Cody tweeted, guys, dot, 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 come on, man, at CHGO underscore White Sox. And I find it very funny. And I haven't talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen an apology. And our guy, Brendan, who's live right now, um, who is uh, oh, from? Who yeah. is is from here, right? Oh no, he's in San Diego. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tweeted about two weeks after the game, and this is good for Crosstown about Tim Anderson sliding into Nico Horner. Yeah, and this is when the whole. I'm bringing this up literally eight days after the fact. He, he tweeted this during the Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson thing, Anderson thing, saying basically. Oh, well, Tim's always starting stuff at second base, basically, and look at this awful slide. Just got to say, I was at the game. Herb was at the game. Cody's at the game. Yep. Cody's a very passionate fan, and he didn't blink an eye. He didn't say anything. The crowd didn't react at all. Not one second. So I find it just very odd that someone's walking back and bringing this up. So you do want us to help you and beat the Brewers, but also you're calling out our players for being dirty a week later. So I don't usually care for the Cubs-White Sox things, but apparently our coworkers do. Luke does. Brendan apparently does. I mean, 
they always say Greg Braggs White does. Sox fans care more about the Cubs than the Cubs care about the White Sox. And there's some morsel of truth there because we're we're the second the stepson or well, whatever. Go Cody loves to call me little brother. Loves to, not me personally, but loves to call the Sox little brother. Yeah, I I do not think of the Cubs. No, I actually cheer for the Cubs. Only times I don't is when we play them. And, but, yes, I saw that, and I was like, I had other fish to fry, so I didn't reply to Brendan. But, yeah, it was out of context bitching about something that didn't matter, and it didn't, didn't raise anybody's ire. I'm sure Nico didn't give a goddamn. Well, here's the thing there about Brendan. No he, he's, a, he's a Nico stand to the nth degree. Oh. The end in Nico. California. Uh, so he, Both he California must saved yes. that and uh, – he was, he's, oh, well, he's always very worried about Nico's health. Yeah, I, I, we actually, funny enough, um, all employees have uh, access to every Slack channel. You just have to go and you know look at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw the live comments. I saw the, what he said live about right. TA, and like I just how, I didn't get a fan. What, I did he say he's been like saving it or something? I, I don't think he called him a nice word. I'll say that. Not anything like Oof. bad, but I, I think he basically just said FTA uh, or something to the lines. And I just, I don't care for that. Because if you're going to come at, if you're going to be protective of your guy and come after our guy, I get our guy has been pretty bad this year, but I have a lot of great memories with Tim Anderson. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got them all knocked out on, on uh, two Saturdays ago, and I, I would hate to see it because we haven't seen a lot of Tim Anderson. But, I mean, I'd love to see Tim Anderson bounce back because, man, they did a lot of talking last year that Nico Horner's the best shortstop in town, and now they got a, a counter. Like, I have a counter for Conforto and ben, uh, Benintendi uh, about, you know, Chicago shortstops and Dansby Swanson's home run counter and Tim Anderson's home run counter. I just, it feels like they care a little bit more yeah, than we, we don't, do. We're, I don't we, care at all. This is the first time we've un, like, promptedly brought up the Cubs when we're not actually playing the Cubs today. But yeah. Well, they're coming I, up too. Yeah, I mean, and they're coming up. But and we just yeah. played a team that is above them in the yeah, Central. And so you, you Cub fans, you know, I'm all, you know, usually I would be like, Hey, the White Sox are bad. In the first series, we were kind of apathetic. We wanted the Cubs to win because it would push the, fir- the White Sox further into the abyss that they are currently in. But now, take those two games and give our cup back. If we win the two games, <laughs> we get the cup, we'll spike that shit right on Wrigley Field and say, now what? Enjoy your, enjoy your non-playoffs, Michael Stroman. Enjoy your non-playoffs, all the rest of you Cubs, Nico Horner. And I hope you'll be the best shortstop in uh, Chicago. Dansby Swanson, you'll be at the crib with Tim Anderson. Watching the playoffs like the rest of us. <laughs> well, you bring up a good point, though, with that, that series. Because literally, second game ends. We're on the bus going back from our, our Crosstown event, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucas Giolito's traded. And, like, it's literally that night we get comments from Rick about it. So, um, no, I mean, that absolutely set all that stuff in motion. Um, I mean, I, I don't particularly, again, care for the, the, the rivalry. They can win the next two games. Just make it quick. Um, you know, I, I didn't need Aaron Bummer giving up a home run to Carlos Santana today. No. Um, I didn't need Declan Cronin hitting a million people and uh, giving up five runs. Like, no, put 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 us out of our misery as fast and as possible. And that fake rally in the ninth. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. And Zach Remillard swinging bunt. Uh, Mercy. Apropos. Apropos. Absolutely. Him just getting bunts even when he's not trying. Um we do have 34 people watching, and we've got 16 likes. So we do appreciate it, even though uh, there hasn't been a ton of White Sox recap yet. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, I think Vinny Duber is just around the bend. Uh, he's usually fairly uh, quick uh, joining us. So I, I got a feeling once I finish this ad read, I'm going to call it. 
All right. that Vinny's going to join us. All right. Um, we got to let you know about Herb's favorite place, Hooters. It's your spot to catch all the games this season, and CHGO Crosstown Classic coverage is presented by Hooters. Hooters is your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to our plate for world-famous wings, delicious seafood, stack sandwich, salads, and more. And they have tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day, every day, and their seafood special, 1983 or a dollar. Uh, wait, $19.83 uh, of for a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp. I don't know how to read, which is really difficult for, for this job. Also, uh, technically, isn't this show five? Just going to throw that out there. What's that? Isn't this show five? Yeah. It is. I'm going to finish this Hooters read, and then I'll tell you about Goose Island. Um, Hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long in honor of the anniversary on the 4th of every month. Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back with 83-cent wings and other great specials. Next one's on September 4th. My bad. Uh, Herb, what you drinking? Delicious Goose Island 312. Uh, you want to give us a honk there? And I went over I'm there the other day, Thursday after the show. Went over there to the Fulton Market uh, or Fulton uh, Fulton Street, Fulton Wood Street uh, Brewery to their tap room on oh. Fulton Street in Westtown. Oh, delicious! Amazing. They have so. What'd much. you have? I had a. Uh, they have a special tequila uh, beer. Ooh. I forgot what it's called. It was on my phone, but it was so good. Six percent, but it was nice. I would. I can look up my pictures. I took a picture of it, but. Um, Everybody needs to go over there. If you live, work over in the West Town area, West Loop, where we are right now, it's just a short drive over there. Always tables outside, tables inside. They have some bar food available and all the good beer selection that they have. Yeah, you see it right there? It's like mm-hmm. the uh, tequila drink that I had. Paloma de Sol Tequila Saison. Oh, delicious. And I believe the, the Sophie, which is on draft here, is also a Saison. So, um... Some lovely saisons over there uh, at the Goose Island Tap Room uh, in Fulton. You just got Herb's recommendation. So grab an ultra fresh brew exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. They've been Chicago's beer since 1988. And our next event is on August 16th. Uh, I'm not sure. Sh- there might be still. Um, Tickets left for the CHGO Crosstown I, I event. I think there so. might be a couple. Um, yeah, but it's uh, at the uh, fast. at the wrong side of town. But yeah, you get well. It's I mean, hey, whatever. Side Chicago's of beautiful, folks. You got seventy-seven, right? Amazing neighborhoods. Seventy-seven neighborhoods. Yeah. Right. Yep. No, uh, but CHGO Crosstown series takeover uh, next one, August sixteenth at seven o five. The pregame festivities will be at Almost Home, so make sure you're buying your tickets soon before they sell out. Because again, uh, limited uh, quantities are left over at allchgo.com. You get a shirt, you get tickets to the game, and you get to uh, hang out with us before yeah. the game as well. I'm gonna be very obnoxious that day because I don't have to drive home because it's right down the street from me, and because I want the Cubs to lose. Please. If you don't want me to be mad or be obnoxious on Wednesday, don't let the White Sox win on Tuesday. Oh, my God. Don't let us get hot. Oh, don't let the White Sox get hot. Don't let them. I'll be talking all the smack at the White Sox win both those series. Because all it- the smack. And if they lose, I'll shrink in. I'll shrink and take my L's like a true champion that I am. They're going to get hot because of Elvis Andrews. That bat's ready. It's it's steaming. Oh he's, he's about to, you know, remember when Slugfest, when those guys oh just started, like, and going I know Vinny. Wants to talk some about that, but yeah, it's it's beyond idiotic that he's still on the team right now. Same thing with I got another read, Dar- Grandal. All right, sorry. We'll get, we'll get we'll get into it. Ugh. We'll get into it in just a second. Irritated. What? what I me too. When I'm, you've seen my Twitter name. I'm bitter. Um, you're irritated, and I'm bitter. Uh, where'd you get that hat? I got this hat 
from Atlanta. And how'd you get your tickets? I got my tickets from the folks at Game Time. Boom. Were you stressed? I was not stressed at all. Well, I mean, were you stressed before you knew about Game Time? Before you were like, oh man, I'm going to Atlanta. I gotta buy tickets. And then, oh, like a vending machine in the desert, like an oasis, there's Game Time. It was there for me and it uh, hooked me up. And I know you're going to talk about the 110% guarantee that they provide. And I did find a place on a different ticket site that had cheaper, more inexpensive tickets than game time. Sent them an email, 12 minutes later, got the difference back, 110% of the difference back in my game time account. The game time guarantee, which Herb is talking about, means you always get the best prices. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, 12 minutes it took Herb to get his 110% of the difference, and you get images of your seat before you buy, so you know what to expect when you arrive. And yes, it is beautiful and historic Wrigley Field. It's so historic that they still have uh, post that could block and obstruct your way. Uh, so it's perfect that you can get images of your seat before you buy. So you know what to expect when you arrive. Uh, and if you want to go to the game on Tuesday, uh, well, how much are those tickets? There? It's a very nice $69 for $69. Couple couple seats in, 429. Uh, in section 429. Uh, download the game time app today. Create an account and use code 20. Uh, uh, nope. Use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. So that's $60, uh, $69 purchase comes uh, 49. So there you go. Uh, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Tab today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, I thought Vinny would be joining us by now. So it's a, probably a fired up Pedro Grafal. I lost my bet after oh, yeah. the after the game. He's like, I'm pissed off of 25 games under 500. Today is the day yeah. that he's going to he's bring his over. notebook in, and he's <laughs> going to just give them all the notes. Like this is my like pre- like State of the Union address, and he's currently in like minute. 13 of 45. Mm-hmm. So Vinny might join us today. Turning over tables, turning over the buffet table, yelling at people, pissed. Taking a golf club to the to the uh, ju- the cooler in there. Man, Pedro's pissed right now, and Vinny's got to cover it all. Once he's done p- covering that, he'll tell us uh, <laughs> exactly what the words that Pedro said. Yes, all, all profanity-laced rants that uh, Pedro's probably going oh, on Oh, right culture, now. guys. So, I mean, we're trying to get culture. I mean, culture, culture. But culture, culture. You guys understand culture, culture? That's what we're culturing. Culture. Professional. Um, Professional culture. Herb, did you witness this professional culture on display this weekend? I did not. They, uh... Oh, well, I mean, were you at the game? I was at... Oh, yes. I was... (laughs) Yes, I witnessed, but I did not see any great culture, but I saw some culture. Uh, And yesterday, I went to go and uh, celebrate... Slash Poppy's uh, birthday. He had a tailgate. His birthday. Yeah. He oh, inv- happy birthday! Slash he Poppy. invited me out and it's like, hey, I would love it if you're here. If you're not, all good. And then so I was like, you know what? Slash Poppy's been one of our, our loyalist guy. supporters from day one. Great guy. And I was like, there's nothing I'm doing on Saturday. Courtney wasn't doing anything. I was like, let's go and check out the tailgate and uh, wish him a happy birthday. Drink a couple and then go home because uh, I had another birthday to attend. Happy birthday, Jeffy. Um, which I did eventually, but Courtney said, I want to go and check out the game. So she went on game time slash Poppy can be a witness of that and got some tickets. We sat in one forty three, something like that. <laughs> Saw a quick game. And then uh, the White Sox disappointed, of course, because they gave up the booty later on the game. They gave up what? The booty. Oh, boy. God bless them. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> um, well, I wasn't exactly on time, but I was close. I thought it, you know, it was maybe what, like. Two two links, two blinks of a, a lamb's eye or something like that. Yeah, uh, away from uh, being spot on when Vinny is joining us. Uh, welcome in, Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on X at Vinny Duber. Hi, Vinny. 
guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, well, I guess doing you, just you, dandy. I, I feel like I asked you. Good, I feel like I've asked I asked you that question twice. I'm not sure. Yeah. Before we get to the White Sox stuff, how was the salt shed? And how was the great Nate Ratliff, Nathaniel Ratliff, in his night sweats? Uh, the band was fantastic. The venue was fantastic. I'm sure plenty of folks uh, have been there already, so I'm telling them something they already know. But uh, it was great. Uh, that spot right by the river there is beautiful. They've really done it up really nice there. They've got the uh, the nice food selection, the nice beer selection, and then of course, uh, seems like nothing but people you want to see, uh, you know, on a on a on a weekly basis. So uh, can't say enough good things about uh, the salt shit. It was a great show. My wife is not very tall, so we wanted to make sure we got there early so she wouldn't have to stand behind too many folks that would be in her way uh and it really paid it off we were only behind like two people so we were like basically right nice. right up front for the show oh, so wow. it was awesome yeah. law have you gone to have you salt shedded anyone i was at the salt shed once and it was only f- it, because of the Connor bedard draft party for uh-huh. the blackhawks so i was i was i was kind of working there technically all right haven't been to a show there nice. can't wait oh yeah it's beautiful yeah i haven't gone yeah. well there we go uh, we haven't really talked about the White Sox today. Um, oh, okay. You know, I mean, you saw the game. It was it, there was I did. The, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was right there, right in front of me. Yeah. Right <laughs> Is it hard to see out of the, the southpaw suit? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't want to talk about this game. Um, let's not talk about this game. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the guy who didn't play today, um, or the two guys that didn't play today. Uh, I think the probably shorter conversation is Luis Robert Jr. Um, is there an update on the finger? Uh, yeah, it's feeling better. I think the one thing they're waiting for is when he follows through with his swing, it's still bugging him a little bit. Uh, other than that, it seems fine. He can grip the bat without a problem. He was available to run on Friday. He was available to play the field yesterday if you know all of that if needed obviously um and then uh uh, but he was not available to hit because of the follow-through of the swing so they are hopeful to use pedro griffol's word that he will be back in the lineup on tuesday when they start that two-game series with the cubs and so uh tim anderson i am confused and i know this is not for you necessarily but i'm just going to you know speak uh my mind tim anderson got the suspension last week six games he had chose to appeal it on monday he sat out for reasons because he was uh, still kind of injured i guess and then today he sat out for a like a rest day because pedro wanted him to get right and I, you uh, wrote about it in your article to us or just wrote about it to us how i think that tim should have sat out initially get the suspension over if he would have sat out that monday and then today and through today he would have been ready for the cub series i just don't know why the choice was to allow him to keep on playing when the season doesn't matter anymore just get the six games over with so they're done and then you can play after that or if you need to because i think tim both needs rest for his mind and his embarrassment that he had suffered the week before on that Saturday with getting hit and knocked out by Jose Ramirez and then also the injuries he suffered. So I'm just baffled why, you know, he hasn't been sitting out for his own good and for the White Sox own good. Well, just a few of those things. I think number one, he appealed the suspension, which means that he believes that the suspension was not fair. And so why would you just say, Oh, well, I'm not, hitting real well or i don't feel great so i might as well just serve it anyway if you don't think it was fair right he's using the process that is in place to try to get a what he views as an unfair suspension changed to something that is 
more just in his eyes, I guess. Um, so there's that. Uh, the delay in this is process related. The White Sox say they haven't heard back. You know what I mean? Like we knew he was appealing that suspension the moment that it was announced. And so why has Major League Baseball taken as long as they have to inform the White Sox? That is from from what we're hearing from the White Sox. That's the question to ask. Why has this taken so long? So they're operating as it's just like, we'll hear it when we hear it kind of thing. And so that's really all they can do. Um, the time that Tim Anderson has, I, I guess you can use the word missed, but the two games that you alluded to that he sat out in that in that time um, he didn't sit out because like of choice, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't like, Oh, well I can look ahead in the calendar and see that these games are not going to happen for me. So why don't I just take this suspension this time? Like you mentioned it the first time, like he just wasn't, you know, they weren't, they didn't want to physically have him go. And then today it was a rest day, but you know, it, since he was really good in July and since August started, he has not been good. And, you know, Pedro's talking about some mechanical problems that he's having, some practice that he needs to get done, work in the cage that he is doing and needs to get done. Um, you know, maybe Pedro looks at that work and sees the off day tomorrow and says, well, we'll give you two days to what you just said. Get right. Right. I mean, I think it all goes back to the same conversations we have when it comes to these, you know, IL decisions that get made. They'd rather give Tim Anderson a day off today and have another day off tomorrow and have him only miss two days back to back and then get the, get him for X number of days after that in in their lineup. So I think that's the the thinking there. But again, I don't I think that the the appeal of the suspension and how that's going to affect Tim's availability and the other stuff are, are independent of each other. And, and and when you say, why doesn't he take the suspension, you know, just get it out of the way? Well, he doesn't think it's, he has to get it. He doesn't think he should be doing that much of it at all, right? And so he's using the process that it is presented to him and we'll see what happens. Again, it's, it's weird that it hasn't come down quick, in my opinion, but, um, you know, especially because they seem to make a decision on Jose Ramirez yesterday. Again, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they're not having the same conversations over both those two guys or something like that. But if you make the if you make the uh, suspension decision a week ago, get the guys on the phone, get the appeal done and, and, and let's get this going. Because, I mean, heck, the Cleveland Guardians are in a, are in, are technically in a playoff race. Right. I mean, they're trying to to extend their season and win games. And this is their best player. The, you know, the White Sox, you can say, oh, yeah, they're in a lost season. But as you've heard from Pedro Grafold, they're trying to win games, too. And so they want their guys available to them. You shouldn't be kind of letting um, teams dangle like this and, and let their uh, and, let, and let their best players sit out when they're trying to win and trying to impact their season. That being said, we're hearing this from one side. We're hearing the White Sox say this. We're not talking to Major League Baseball about this, so I'll, I'll throw that qualifier in there. Yeah, and just to add some history, too, on why maybe it is taking so long, I don't, I can't find anything on Ramirez having any prior suspensions, so that could probably be into it. Like, oh, well, it's the past history. Ramirez likely hasn't done much. He apologized as well. Let's give him one reduced game. That seems pretty easy. Um, we've brought up, though, T.A. being suspended before. Um, obviously, he received the one-game suspension in 2019 after the uh, stick-talk in- incident, um, but not because of throwing the bat, but because of what he said uh, to 
2022, Brad Keller. And then in 2022, he was suspended for a game for flipping off fans in Cleveland uh, after a two-air inning. Um, and then that was reduced to a fine. And then later, he was suspended for three games, later reduced to two for making contact with an ump during an argument over balls and strikes. So I, I'm not sure if it's that. And also, like, six games I felt like was pretty intense because, um, again, Ramirez throws the first punch. Um, so I, I do wonder if it is just more lengthy because the White Sox are probably like, well, why is he even getting six? It probably should be three um, or, or something like that because, again, like, he is a quote-unquote repeat def- offender. Yep. Um, but, I mean, he's been suspended twice, and one of them was for a word. So is it because of the Gabriel Arias thing that the, the Cleveland Guardians were talking about of saying that Tim Anderson was, you know, screaming at Arias the entire game? Like, it, it is odd, and I'm just trying to add, like, all of the layers that could be leading to the appeal taking so long. But it, it is odd that, you know, that, like, it, it, they haven't heard back at all. Yeah, and it's like... Remember, it was the umps who stopped him from talking to Gabriel Arias. And remember, Tim has a history with the umps. He bumped into one during a fight in Detroit, and he bumped into another one in an argument over bars and strikes that you said last year. And so he has a history with the umps, and I'm sure they're not, you know, giving him a favorable call to the uh, commissioner's office, whoever does the disciplinary and stuff, saying, yeah, this man has already bumped into two umps, and now he's, you know, causing fights. So six games might seem – that's probably what went into the six games over the three that Jose Ramirez got, which got reduced to two. But, yeah, I don't find it very, like, equitable that Ramirez already got his suspension, knows how many games he's serving, and is serving it. And Tim is still hanging out there with no answers. It should be the same time. They both appealed. They both should have the same answers at about the same time. Yeah, we'll see. Um, may, maybe the Sox will hear soon. Uh, there is an off day tomorrow, so uh, maybe maybe that will give them time to talk to parties and, and sort that out, and maybe uh, we'll hear about uh, the appeal today. Um, there was some comments, though, from uh, Pedro, and then we'll take a break, uh, about TA. Um, just talking about how TA was, you know, after the All-Star break, was – Pretty on fire. Uh, Eleven straight, eleven games after the All Star break, um, had a uh, batting average around 378. Now the 13 games since, uh, 208 batting average, and really seems just out of sync. Pedro talked about that and saying he got a little consistent there for a while. And speaking to him, the timing's a little off right now. The mechanics are a little off. Um, it's obviously been a little extended past the Cleveland situation, um, but he hasn't spoke since the incident with Ramirez. Um, we know that this has been a very like troubling time for, or like, like kind of a tough season for TA with you know off field um, stuff that he's talked about, um, and then injuries. Like, what has his been demeanor been in the clubhouse? Because he's been in the clubhouse. Is he just kind of normal? T- I mean, he's just quiet. So I'm I'm assuming he's just kind of putting his head down and just you know doing his work, quote unquote, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's dramatically different than the way he acted last year. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that the he's obviously the guy who was leading this whole everybody have fun, this team with the swagger, this team with the with with the attitude that everybody recognized in 2020 and 2021. He was the guy who was driving that, and 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 his he had a bunch of other players on his team that were participating in that. Right on a nightly basis, you could see it. You're watching the game every night. Um, and then when last year came along and the losing happened, they, they were badly underachieving, and then he uh, got hurt 
and that affected his production. Um, those two things going together made him very, I, I don't want to say very different, but you know, different. He's always been a quiet guy in the, in the clubhouse and everything like that, but you know, made him noticeably different than he was when things were going well. Um, Obviously, you mentioned the off the field stuff, which he has talked about, and I'm sure that has uh, had effects. How could it not? Um, and then this year you get more of not not just more of the same, but but worse. We've talked so much about how last year it seemed everything went wrong and they finished 500. And here they are after today, 25 games worse than that. Um, you know, you know, they, they keep saying no one has fun when you lose. And, and certainly he has been kind of an embodiment of that um, in that, you know, that we've heard from Rick Hahn say that swagger has disappeared. Where did it go? Where was that attitude from, from years ago? Where is that attitude with TA? Right. And, and, and I just ran down a bunch of reasons why it would disappear. And I, and I think that, you know, you've, you've seen that um, certainly he gets injured in the first handful of games of the season and he was not the same for months. And, and, and the numbers, you can look it up on baseball reference or look up at the scoreboard uh, when they're playing a home game. And then you see it, you see what the, that injury did to his ability to do his job. Um, and so when you, the team is not doing well and when the individual is not doing well this tends to happen a lot this is not unique to tim anderson we've seen this with a lot of players on this team over the last two years um it just so happens that he was the guy who was the face of the fun and the swagger that everybody really liked about this team and that was so noticeable about this team and now he has also been the face of the disappointment and the lack of production on a you know player by player basis that has happened on this team this is what happens when you're the face of the franchise which he is and he has been for for several years now um but yeah it's it's noticeable i, w I wouldn't say you know that he's uh turned into a vastly different person i wouldn't say that he has uh been uh you know um some of the stuff that people have either guessed about or or tried to uh, report about. I wouldn't say that he has has looked like that in any way, but uh, he obviously is not having the same amount of fun that he was when things were going well, I think, for pretty obvious reasons. Anything else? You good? I mean, yeah, but I'll take we'll save it for after the break if you want. You should. I mean, okay. if, if it's on Tim, just, I mean, add it on. and then we'll No, not on there. Tim. It was about something totally different that uh, – Wanted to talk to Vinny about, but so I don't want to break up this uh, good, right. good, good commercial break because it's totally different. It's a total right, uh, right, uh, left turn instead of a right turn here. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's break off the TA discussion and maybe we'll have more uh, to talk about our off day show tomorrow. I believe we're set for five thirty, so make sure you set your uh, calendars and uh, join us then for some off day talk. Uh, we will be talking about uh, Vinny's article that should be posting uh, post game or maybe tomorrow morning. Uh, so make sure you're checking out all CHGO to check that out. Uh, we want to let you know about our friends over at AG Ones. Uh, shout out to our friends and the most. The number one most important thing about, uh, uh, I'm sorry, our next partner is AG1s, uh, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. Um, we have been drinking it for over about a year and a half now. March 2020. Yeah, they were one of the first sponsors that uh, uh, joined with us, and and now I got neighbors ordering it. Um, packages showing up, but it's not even mine. So there you go. Uh, we gave AG1 a try because they gave a try on us, uh, but. 
truly uh, it has been a nice way to wake up each and every morning it's better than cracking a pop uh and <laughs> in the morning a uh, better way to get actual vitamins into my system uh i want a better gut health because again uh you know drinking a soda at 10 30 uh, doesn't make your stomach feel pretty sick mm-hmm. um it's a boost in energy as well uh, and it supports my immune system and who likes taking pills and vitamins it's very easy to take ag1s all you gotta do is uh you know add your, your scoop um, and then you mix it into your water mm-hmm. and then you, you drink it up and tastes tropical, fruity and delicious. Um, and our friends over at AG ones, um, are trying to replace your multivitamin probiotic, uh, in one more simple drinkable habit. Um, it's a comprehensive solution to what you need from your supplemental routines. Then try AG one and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free tra- AG one travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drink one.com and insert code CHGO socks. That's drink one.com and insert code CHGO socks. Check it out. Actually, no, drinkag1.com slash CHGO socks. It says enter the code, but I don't know how to read, <laughs> as we learned earlier, and I read the Hooters ad. Uh, but drinkag1.com slash CHGO socks. See, you should have cut me off, Herb, because I don't know how to read, and these poor folks have to I mean, listen to me read. You miss Wednesdays and Thursdays show. Somebody on that show doesn't know how to read, too. I'm is not going to say his name. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> I look at him in the mirror too every day. Yeah, folks. Uh, that lovely Southpaw bobblehead was donated by our friends over at FOCO. Our set pieces that have been donated by them. Uh, the lovely uh, Southpaw one, as I mentioned. We've got the Tim one, I think, in Studio B, uh, but it's got a really yeah, cool over there red line feature. Um, so go check out their uh, abundant uh, amount of bobbleheads. If you have a nice collection, get fitted with the best sports gear around. They got bobbleheads, signs, shoes, hoodies, everything in between. It's, it's baseball season. They got Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. So check out foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com or click the description below for all online presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off or click the link or click the link in the description below. I want to say clink. Um, which would clink be? the lick. Clink the lick. Uh, finally, um, want to let you know about our very fun event going on on the 25th. We have the CHGO kickoff classic coming up at Cog Hill. Yes, the Cog Hill, August 25th, 9 a.m. When you buy a ticket, you get 18 holes with a cart. There'll be an exclusive CHGO and Pins and Aces golf towel for all players, and they have hole contests coming up. Uh, there'll be some giveaways and prizes as well, and there'll be a lunch, drinks, and ceremony after the round. And you get a diehard discount, too, so if you are diehard, uh, head over to allchgo.com. Tickets are selling out, and we just want to make sure, too, uh, before August 25th, you get your, your, your teams in about, what, 12 days away? Uh, Going to be 11 days and in, in just mere hours. Uh, so make sure, again, you head over to allchshow.com. Use a diehard discount if you have one. If you don't, why not sign up today? Uh, premium written content for members at allchshow.com. You get a free shirt when you become a member. You get access to our members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, and, again, 20% off to our fun events like the Crosstown Classic and the CHGO Kickoff Classic at Cog Hill. So make sure you join us on the 25th if you're a golf head, golfer, golfy. Yeah. Golfist? I'm not sure. Um, where'd Vinny go? I just let him hang out. I didn't, oh, well, he okay. didn't have to sit there and you know, stare yeah, at I, us while you were Vinny probably started ad. jamming out and listening to better yeah. tunes uh, right instead of listening to me do ad, ad reads. Um, anyways, uh, something I want to talk about. You tweeted about this. Oh, well, actually, why don't you it's take, your, let's I, take your left turn? It's literally what you wanted to tweet about. What? what you wanted to talk about. But you we don't talk about this last week when Pedro Grafal... S- Talk to the symbol media, yourself, uh, Vinny included, about 
why, oh, why is Elvis Andres getting all this run, all this tick? Truth be told, he's hitting all right, and he's fielding awesomely. But for a team that's 25 games below 500, I wonder, most White Sox fans wonder, why is Elvis Andres, firstly, still on this team, secondly, playing a lot? I mean, it's a worthy question. Uh, I I kind of asked it of Pedro last week. Uh, You know, obviously we were in the middle of talking about a whole lot of different things about what the last several weeks of this season are going to look like. And, you know, I do want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt that there were a lot of different angles covered under that same umbrella topic uh, in which he was talking about the importance of young guys getting Uh, you know, playing time here at the end of the year and and the White Sox seeing what they have in some of these players, but where he also talked about how much he wants to win games over the course of the, over the last several weeks. And he's not going to try to, you know, uh, do anything that would impede that team from doing that, even if it might be beneficial moving forward for next season. In the case of Elvis Andres, I asked, Hey, is, is second base a position at which you can get some uh, playing time for some younger players? Uh, You know, well, a guy like Elvis, a veteran might not be so helpful moving forward. And the answer that he gave made it seem like by younger players, he thought I meant exclusively Zach Remillard because he said, don't worry, Zach Remillard's still going to get a lot of playing time. Um, he was asked later in that same press conference about uh, uh, Lenin Sosa and then whether he would be up here at some point. And he said to that question that, then, or he said today, but at that point, that was about a week ago, said, uh, you know, that, that that wasn't the time to discuss that, which makes me seem like, makes me, I hear September call up, right? That's what it sounds like to me. But um, in, when talking about Elvis Andres, he said that Elvis is playing, this is Pedro's words, very good baseball right now, and that, uh, that he's helping them win, that he's going to continue to get playing time, and, and that he thinks that you know, that's the, the best lineup he can put out there is one that has Elvis Andrews in it. So um, obviously that uh, did not make a lot of people happy, uh, as my Twitter mentions indicated. Uh, so, you know, you, you don't need to necessarily fill me in on what the opposite uh, argument is there. I've, I've, I've seen it in 280 characters over and over and over again since. But I think the point being uh, that, yeah, he was very inconsistent with his comments that day on, on all those topics, as, as Herb, you, I, and Jared talked about. And, and I think that... Um, you know, given the chance to kind of break that down bit by bit, it, it sounds a little bit better, but at the same time, still still contrasting statements coming from him uh, earlier this week. And, and I think that uh, I can understand, certainly I understand why that rankled people the way that it did. Just to mimic your Twitter mentions, uh, can you scream in Pedro Grafal's face, please? Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I obviously don't do that. That was uh, dumb. No, I won't be. But like I said, I, I didn't react because I have. Uh, you didn't just mimic it. I'm sure you are just reading from several of the tweets that were sent my way. So, I, I am reading a tweet, and it is your tweet, and it, it's just the the quote from Pedro Grafal saying, "We're never going to compromise a major league win for development," and then they get swept. And it's like, who, who's were? Like, what is this credo? Who is this? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if he, like, I didn't see the, the full comments. So obviously I, I need to maybe he flush that out a little bit more. But like, you know, we're never going to compromise. Like, what are we compromising? I don't know. Like, you're, you're 25 games under 500. I guess when he, before he made this com- the comment, there were what, like 22 or 23 games under 500. But it's just, I, 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 I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. But again, uh, well, here's, we, we can't I, I also control wanna- it. I also want to make this clear, and I I think Herb, I did say this the other night, but it's like, yeah, we know that they're done. 
we know that the season's not over and everything like that but like these guys do want to win like these guys you know even if the even if the fan base has switched to taking a longer term view which they absolutely should because this team's not making the playoffs right and and even if us who are are observing and writing about that are like all right what is what is these last seven weeks going to mean for 2024 because they can't mean anything else for 2023 right we we all know this and we all act that way but like this is their job they are supposed to win they're competitive guys and certainly pedro is one of those people who talks that way you heard me talk all the last two years about tony la Russa, about how he'd walk in there after a loss and he'd be in such a terrible mood um you know these guys live and breathe this and uh it's their job and it's their life and they want to win i just want to throw that out there it doesn't change anything it doesn't it's, it's not me arguing against you having that whatever opinion you want to have but when you hear that from somebody and you think that it might sound a little ridiculous remember that they do think that they they want to win and then they they are doing that it it it, it doesn't jibe with what we think the direction of the team should be or what we know the direction of the team is going forward maybe but I think they can have both things be true to them at the same time where, okay, yeah, I'm Pedro Griffel. I know what way this team is going. I can read a standings board. I know that what we're doing as a team, hell, he's come out and said so many times that how important the remaining time is for 2024, right? Um, but at the same time, he wants to win a baseball game. And, and I, I think that both those things can be true for him at the same time. I guess the one thing uh, uh, you you can jump right in and yeah. piggyback on is just like does Lenin Sosa or Corey Lee or whomever not want to also win? Like I don't know. It's just like Elvis Andrews has had his time. He's had his run. Like I don't think he serves year. a purpose for the White Sox. And yeah, I mean he's not even helping them win because he's been bad. Also, shout out though he had the the long the most pitches seen to lead off a White Sox game since 2017, mimicking the legend of Leary Garcia. So about it's been about six years since a White Sox player has seen 11 pitches in the first at-bat of a game. So shout out to Elvis Andres doing that today. What do you want to add on? Though? But basically just like, again, like I, I don't think that Lenin Sosa or whomever also doesn't want to win. Like I feel like, you know, they're 20 games, 25 games under 500. I think fresh blood would be welcomed at this point. Yeah, that's that's what this year should be should be all young players. I never want to see Gavin Sheets in right field again. I know by choice sometimes they have to because of people injured etc but i want white Sox managers to stop taking wins and losses so just you know just so differently oh i'm so happy when we win oh i'm so sad when we lose it's a game just take it as it comes like being mad after a game to me seems weird um because you had nothing really to do with it as a manager like that's the managers don't matter thing come in when you're in between the nine innings that you're playing. The times where you do matter is in the clubhouse and how you react to a win or loss. And that, I think, also reflects on your team. It's like if you're going to have that negative energy after a loss, it's like, ah, man, it's just contagious. I just don't like taking these losses so tough like Tony did and maybe Pedro does because it's not helping you. It's not helping you turn those results around. So how about just say, hey, Sometimes you're going to lose. As Hawk said, you're going to win 60, you're going to lose 60. Amen. What you do with the other 42? Mercy. I'll say one more thing about, about Elvis specifically. And again, this is not something that's been said by anybody. So this is me effectively guessing, making an educated guess. But we heard so much at and after the trade deadline, at and since the trade deadline, about that what that clubhouse is like. And we heard that they made moves at the trade deadline to address what was going on in the clubhouse. It is very possible, based on what 
the White Sox said about Elvis Andrews after they got him last year and when they brought him back at the beginning of this year that Elvis is a very positive presence in that clubhouse. It is possible that Elvis is part or embodies you know, has some of the characteristics of what they want to see in their team moving forward. He's a leader in that clubhouse in terms of being a veteran who can relate to uh, the Spanish speaking players. You know what I mean? And he's, he's always with them and stuff like that. He's not necessarily, I'm not going to go as far to say that he's, you know, the new Jose Abreu or anything like that, but he is um, a guy who has those relationships and he has long been described as a very positive presence there. Perhaps he is, that perhaps the White Sox are getting benefits from him being here over the last two months that don't show up on that stat sheet. And, and again, that's just an educated guess. It's me saying, yeah, maybe that's the case. Another thing is um, fans are quick when they're frustrated. And again, it, it's fine. This is what they do. But they just the answer is always DFA player X, DFA player Y. That doesn't happen very often. People aren't just getting DFA willy nilly because they're not, you know, because they're not as good as you thought they were going to be. Um, again, there are times when it's when it is done. There is times when it should be done, and we've seen the White Sox not be afraid to do it, you know, multiple times over the last couple of years. But it's not necessarily so easy as just like, all right, that's not that guy's not hitting well right now. Get rid of him, DFM. I mean, like that. There is a, that's a that's a much more serious move, especially with a veteran player, um, than than it might seem for folks in terms of that being an easy answer. I don't think it's really ever an easy answer to make that to make that move. So again, these are just things I'm throwing out there to add to this conversation. Um, at the end of the day, I think you guys are mostly right. This is this season is over. This season is lost from a com- competition standpoint. They the the time is much better served helping themselves for 2024, a year where they could perhaps you know, have a, a, a shot at contending and putting together a contending roster. They're going to be able to learn a lot about that or something about that over the next seven weeks. And again, make sure you're checking out allchgear.com because Vinny's going to have an article soon to tell you what to watch out for uh, in the remaining uh, year and especially looking forward to 2024. Uh, so new Vinny article dropping soon. Uh, if you want to go bam, 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 like with a, uh, the air horn, uh, Lawrence or not, uh, you yeah. can't find it. Okay. Wow. Um, wow. Law Law does not think a new uh, a new. I guess not. The air horn. Okay. <sighs> All right. And Joey's the one making graphics okay. for you. All right. Hold uh, on. Where is it? Let's no, you didn't. It. No, here we go. Let's go. Congratulations. Right. That was a begrudging. That was a begrudging air horn. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I wanted it. I was supportive of it. You know, Law doesn't usually produce us. So, you know, he's kind of, yeah, Stephen would, would have done it without blinking I mean, an eye. I'm Law's, checking out, honestly. Law's I'm ready dealing with the Bears and the positivity there and the Blackhawks, positivity there. Then he comes over here and he gets depressed like us. He's gonna, it's, very, it's very upsetting working on this beat. Oh, oh good. We're going to try this offseason to be ultra positive. I, I, Not about the team necessary, but to cover White Sox stuff. Yeah. So, because it can't just continue to say how bad they are, because it's it's draining on me. I'm sure you listening is draining on you. So, as, as well, I try to turn tr- it around to the go- glory yeah. days of 1993. As we tried to entertain Dale you says. for the first 18 minutes, yeah, and then we start talking about the White Sox. Talking about you. the White Sox, yeah, 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 I love my it. job. Yeah. But you know, as Kenneth says, misery loves company. Um, I agree. But Vinny did set me up there with the the DFA. Um, Diamondbacks designated Cal- uh, Carson Kelly for assignment, and uh, basically closes the book on the Paul Goldschmidt trade, as the Diamondbacks have gotten rid of every. single single player they have received in the Paul Goldschmidt trade. Um, 
Um, so you now look at the top 10 prospects because MLB prospect uh, pipeline just put out a new top 30 for uh, all of the teams around Major League Baseball, including the Chicago White Sox. It'd be nice uh, that they did that. It'd be very sad if they left them out. Um, your top 10 now is Colson Montgomery, Noah Schultz, Edgar Caro, Jacob Gonzalez, Jake Eater rounding out the top five, Nick Nostrini at six, Brian Ramos at seven, Jose Rodriguez as eight. Uh, Kai Bush at 9, and Christian Mena at 10. Uh, Jonathan Cannon and Peyton Paulette from the 2022 draft are at 11 and 12. Grant Taylor from the 2023 draft from the second round is at 13. Seth Keener, um, who I believe was drafted in the 2023 draft as well, is at 14. Uh, Sean Burke of the 2022 or 1 draft. 21. 21 is at 15. Uh, the prior mentioned uh, Lenny Sosa at 16. George Wolkow, who apparently is Aaron Judge, at 17. Uh, Court, Corey Lee at 18. Uh, Jordan Leisure, who they acquired from the Dodgers at 20. Um, and then that was it for at least mainly the uh, players that they acquired at the deadline. Uh, but Corey Lee, uh, someone that Pedro Grafal talked about today, uh, what was the update from Pedro on uh, the 18th race prospect in the White Sox organization, Corey Lee? Uh, I mean, basically just said what he's been repeating, uh, you know, and with what Rick Hahn has said as well, which is, hey, we're going to see this guy here by the before the end of the season. And, and you know, Pedro went as far to say very soon. So, um, you know, they'd been waiting for him to kind of work his way back to normal following an oblique injury. He's had a little bit of time, obviously, now down there since he's been acquired down to AAA Charlotte. So um, I think the offensive numbers look OK. I think the uh, catching, according to Pedro, looks good. And from a health standpoint, he looks good. So it seems like they're just kind of waiting for him to put the finishing touches on kind of getting back to normal and feeling good, uh, both at the plate and behind it. And uh, then you're probably going to see him at the major league level. So no specific timing, but very soon, pretty soon. That, that sounds that sounds imminent, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, and the last thing I got for you, Vinny, is Yomankata. I mean, in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter, but he's starting to sting the ball a little bit. Yesterday with a rocket home run for his fourth of the year, very sad that he's only got four home runs. And today, another rocket I think got caught, but Yomankata looks like he's feeling a little bit more healthy, a little bit more comfortable at the plate from both sides of the plate. Yeah, I believe he spoke last night, and if uh, if I'm correct, I believe he said that you know his back injury, which he's had obviously since spring training, kind of and and missed so much time with in the time that he wasn't sitting out recovering from injury, um, it kind of screwed with his mechanics uh, at the plate a, a good deal, a significant amount, and he's kind of reworked things a little bit to to get himself a little bit more comfortable, and you're probably seeing it pay off a little bit here. Um, but again, that's the same story we've really been hearing with Yohan Moncada for a long time now, the impact of injuries on him when he is playing, you know what I mean? Obviously he's had his time where he's missed time, but he's also had a lot of time where he's played through a whole lot of stuff. It's just been time that has not you know, gone without being impacted by his physical condition. And here we are with seven weeks left in the regular season. And he's basically said that everything up until this point has been impacted by that back injury. So, um, it's the same old story with the White Sox core. They keep getting hurt. They, they keep being physically, uh, you know, hampered by, by injuries. And uh, we're going into another uh, offseason where probably the um, idea is going to be, can they bounce back? Can they stay healthy? We've seen it from one guy. Luis Robert Jr. has had an MVP-type season when not bugged by injury. And so um, I think you can see why. There was still all that hope and optimism for these specific players several, you know, within several years back, just because, hey, if they can stay healthy, look what they can do. 
they haven't been able to stay healthy. And, and certainly Yohan Moncada has fallen uh, into that category as well. And our uh, friend Melissa in the chat is, make me sad. Uh, this is the 10th worst team in team history at the moment. Who had that on their bingo card? Anybody? 10th worst team in team history? 122 proud years of pride, tradition, and excellence. And here we are, the 10th worst season in, in White Sox history. And it can get worse. It, it can. Hey, but it can Look get better. Top. Hey, how about if that? You're, if you're going to be bad, positivity you're, the worst. you're either a Fred or you're a law. Fred said the slow uh, tumble to 100 losses continues, and you're saying it could be, get better. Yeah, so you know, it's either. Like, you know how they're putting on the shirt, you know, the summer of Mike Talkman? Fred's slogan, the slow dredge to 100 losses. <laughs> the, 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 the summer of 63 <laughs> wins. Um, I guess, hey, summer of 69. We talked about 69 earlier, Lawrence. Uh, hopefully they get 69 wins and we can make a summer of 69 t-shirt. And then we could be a little Brian, yeah, Brian Adams. Yes, nod, right, yes so with a Y. Not Ryan. Uh, but, no. you know, like, uh, let's be positive. There we go. Check out Vinny's new article uh, at allchgo.com. It should be posting soon. Follow him on X at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Uh, follow Herb uh, at ectorwall 23 You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button. And, uh, again, check out Vinny's article. And we'll be joining you with a off-day show tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. We'll talk to you then. Bye.